Welcome to On The Prowl with Robert Roten. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On The Prowl Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roten. Today on this episode, we have a huge guest. Many of you have heard of the band Lucero. Today we have lead singer Ben Nichols on the show with me today. Ben, welcome to the show. Super glad to have you on. Man, I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me. Many of you who are listening to the show have heard of the band Lucero, and especially if you're a big sports fan, because one of his songs is the intro for Gary Parish. So Ben, I'm a big fan of your band Lucero, but how did you get into starting music and how did the band members of Lucero meet? All right. Yeah. I don't know. I'd always wanted to be in a band since I was a little kid. I fell in love with rock and roll and, um, and I was going to a lot of, uh, punk rock shows uh, when I was growing up in Little Rock and I saw kids that were in bands and I was like, ah, oh, if they can do it, I can, maybe I could do this. Um, and so from high school on, you know, I got a bass guitar and started writing songs on it and um, started, you know, trying to find other guys to, to be in bands with me. Um, and that's kind of, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a getting in a dirty tour van and traveling the country just sounded like a great idea to me. Um, and so I moved to Memphis uh, in 96. I went to, I grew up in Arkansas, actually. Um, and when I graduated uh, from school, I followed a girl to Memphis. And, um, and, and that's, how I got, that's how I got to Tennessee. Um, and then I immediately started looking for guys uh, that might be interested in being in a band. And it took a while. It was tougher. There was a lot of bands at the time in Memphis, um, but everybody was already in a band. Um, and so the first guy I found was Brian Venable, my guitar player. Um, and he'd never been in a band before. Uh, not really. He could barely play guitar. And, um, and like I said, I've been playing bass, so I couldn't really play guitar either, but the two of us together kind of made one good guitar player. And that's kind of where we started. And then eventually we found Roy, our drummer and uh, John C, our bass player. Um, and later on Rick Steph, the piano player came in, but, um, yeah, it, I just, I met them going to shows. Uh, I was going out, you know, every night going to different places where there's Young Avenue Deli or the high tone, um, you know, this is 20, 25 years ago. Um, but yeah, just, I knew them from different, different shows. Um, and yeah, luckily they, uh, they've stuck with me this whole time. Yeah. Well, y'all sound great. I mean, Memphis has loved you. I'm sure the city is just, y'all are one of the best bands to come out of the city. And so we love enjoying your music and getting to see you play and headline festivals like the Lucera block party. And, and so talk more about that, like how that started, if you want to, yeah. Um, you know, we'd been on tour. We, like I said, we got in the van and we just hit the road. Um, and in the old days when we first started, we'd play Memphis, you know, three different times a week. Um, and, but then we left and we started leaving town more and got on the road more. Um, and we obviously weren't playing Memphis quite as much. Um, so we wanted to have an event, uh, you know, back home, a hometown show, a big hometown party. Uh, and that kind of evolved into the Lucero block part, um, which we've been doing for the last few years over there at Minglewood Hall. Um, we'd block off the parking lot and, and do a, put up a big outdoor stage. And we've been real lucky. We've had some great bands. Uh, Turnpike Troubadours, American Aquarium played last year. North Mississippi All-Stars played it one year. Um, man, we've had a lot of, we've had Sunvolt played it one year. Um, people that I had never thought uh, we'd open for, much less have actually come and play our picnic or our block party. Um, so it's cool to have a nice hometown show like that. So what are some of your music influences? Um, man, it's all over the map. When I started the band, uh, I was thinking of it more as a country band. We've kind of evolved into a rock and roll band, but um, when I started it, I was big into Johnny Cash. 
uh, and all the old school Johnny Cash stuff and those kind of outlaw country guys, you know, Willie Nelson and uh, Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson. Uh, and yeah, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash being from Arkansas was a big deal for me just since I was from Arkansas. Uh, I just always thought he was really good. Um, so that was kind of the country side of it. Um, but then all the classic rock stuff went in there too. The stuff I grew up listening to on the radio, um, you know, Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen, um, and that kind of stuff. Plus all the punk rock stuff that, uh, the local shows that I'd grown up going to, um, there was all these kind of small, just, like I said, just kids from, from, from either Memphis or Arkansas or wherever, just putting together their own things. And, um, seeing them do that was a real big influence on me too. So yeah, punk rock, rock and roll country, it all kind of goes in there together. So what do you love about performing live on stage in front of audiences, whether it's in, in front of people or on TV or right. man, it's a uh, TV and, and in front of people's one thing on TV is totally different. Um, and on TV is rough because you don't have the live audience there. Uh, you're not getting, uh, that immediate kind of reaction, you know, um, which usually helps, uh, a good Lucero show is usually good because of the audience. Um, if the, if the crowds, you know, on our side and if they're, if they're enjoying themselves and singing along and having a good time, that kind of makes us have a good time. Um, and we play better and we just, the show overall, um, is more of a success, um, on TV or something, uh, where you don't, you can't see and you know, you can't see the folks, you can't look them in the eye. Uh, you don't know if anybody listens, enjoying it or not. Those are tougher to play. We've made it through them, but, um, I enjoy being in front of people a lot better. You can see, uh, you can, you can actually, you know, you can, you can kind of see what they're thinking. Um, and so hopefully, usually they're, they're having a good time. <laughs> Sometimes they're not. And, uh, those can be kind of tough too, but usually they're on our, on our side. What's been your favorite place to play, whether it's solo or with Lucero? Oh, wow. Um, Man, we've been real lucky. We've traveled all over the place. Um, this year, this summer, we're going back to Spain. Um, there's a festival in northern Spain called Azkena. Uh, it's kind of a rock and roll festival. And uh, Spain is just really cool. I'd never really, um, I didn't know much about Spain before I went there, but it's just real pretty and everybody's real friendly and everybody likes rock and roll there. So it's a, the crowds are great. Um, that's kind of one of the more exotic places we've played. Um, I'm guessing Red Rocks would have to be on that list somewhere. For sure. Uh, we've gotten to play some real iconic places. Like, yeah, Red Rocks out in Colorado is gorgeous. Uh, you know, even, you know, like Tipitina's down in New Orleans is real fun to play. Um, and, you know, the Memphis Shell is real cool. You know, it's got a lot of history to it. And um, getting to play places like that. Uh, we played CBGB's in New York before it shut down, the kind of old punk rock club. Um, and then we've played the Fillmore out in San Francisco. Um, and so, yeah, we've been real lucky that we've gotten to kind of play these places that I didn't think would ever, <laughs> ever have us. So Ben, I got to hear you play this past week at the Ryman auditorium and oh, yeah. at the Justin town journal tribute. So how did you get to know Justin town journal or in your relationship with him? Man, I, I wasn't super close to him, but we did, we did a couple of tours together, you know, for three weeks here, four weeks there. Um, and, and he opened up for Lucero quite a bit. Um, and yeah, I was a fan of his, I was a fan of his songs. And actually the other night at the Ryman, um, I sang uh, his song called Memphis in the rain. Um, and 
I don't know. We got a, there was kind of a group of bands kind of all coming up around the same time from uh, Memphis and Nashville and Texas. Um, in Colorado, you had Drag the River. Um, in Murfreesboro, you had Glossary. And uh, Nashville, there was Justin Towns Earl. Um, and, you know, Two Cow Garage was from Ohio. And there were just these bands that were all kind of on the same level, um, playing the same clubs and playing the same shows. And um, I don't know, it was kind of a, it was a cool community at the time. Uh, and Justin was kind of part of that. Um, and so we had a lot of mutual friends and uh, knew a lot of the same venues and stuff. And uh, he made a great touring partner. I know he had some rough times here and there, uh, but with us, he was always real friendly and excellent. Uh, he always played great shows with us. Um, and so, so yeah, it was a shame that he passed. And uh, it was, uh, I was very privileged and honored uh, to be asked to play that. Uh, well, it sounded really show. great. I loved it. It was such a fun time. Man, it was a great night. Everybody, there was a, yeah, Steve Earl. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough night for him because uh, Justin was his son, of course. Yeah. But it, man, the songs he played were just ripped your, ripped your heart out. And the whole night, it was just amazing getting to hear from all the artists and just yeah, Isabel, yeah, Jason was there and Amanda and um, yeah, yeah Drive By Truckers was one of those bands kind of coming up at the same time as us too, and so they all knew Justin and yeah, uh, I don't know, it was it was an honor and a privilege being there that night, but uh, but it was an honor and privilege just kind of coming up with all those uh, really excellent bands as as peers. Um, I think that's another way Lucero was kind of lucky. So I'm gonna. Transition it. I'm going to put a scenario in your head. All right. You've been on tour for three months and far from Memphis. What do you guys do to pass time on the tours or what meal do you wish you could have with you on the road? Ah, oh, yeah. There's a lot to miss uh, about Memphis. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been out to the Belmont Grill? It's out Poplar and uh, always. Um, I love their burgers. That's my favorite burger in town. Is And I just like the vibe at the Belmont. Um, I miss that place when I'm gone. Um, and then I've had fried chicken other, and you know, we were in Nashville. I had the Nashville hot chicken yeah. the other day, but it does not hold a candle to Gus's. It just, I, I miss Gus's. Gus's is amazing. I love their chicken. It's insane. And even, I mean, you know, I'm glad they're expanding, but you can go to a Gus's in Little Rock or some other places and it's not, it's good, but it's not quite as good as Gus's you get in Memphis. Uh, there's just something about it. So, uh, yeah, I miss that. And then I don't know, soulfish catfish you can't get that it's hard to find catfish that good out of town you know i also love a good huey burger oh man for sure yeah i haven't been in there in a while um but yeah used to eat there all the time i don't know i miss and then you know my bars you know uh alex's tavern and yeah and the cove uh besides now buccaneer was my bar for a long time i loved going yeah. to buccaneer before it burned down um but yeah it's uh i don't know oh yeah and then memphis has great vietnamese food too you can't, it's hard to find Vietnamese food sometimes, but Memphis has a lot of it. Um, so yeah, I miss the food. Um, I don't know, to keep entertained, we just kind of, we watch a lot of movies. Um, mainly you just try to stay out of trouble. Um, yeah. Try not to start drinking too early. <laughs> um, um, Brian Venable, my guitar player, he's better about getting up early and going and, and checking out the local, you know, whatever local attractions there are. Um, I usually have my favorite restaurant, you know, nearby, whatever venue we're playing. Um, and yeah, that's a Memphis has a lot of good restaurants, but uh, but one of the nice parts about traveling is getting to eat, uh, yeah, f 
food all over the place. Like, you know, we get to go to Maine and I actually get to walk down to the docks or whatever and get a lobster roll like on the docks in Maine. And um, yeah, stuff like that's real, real fun. And one of the things I like about touring, but uh, yeah. So tell me about your songwriting process. All right. Um, usually uh, I just sit around uh, fumbling around on guitar. I'm not a great guitar player, but I can, you know, I can kind of, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just kind of bash around on it until I stumble across a little line or some chords that I, that catch my ear and that I think kind of sound nice together. Um, and once I, once I get a little guitar lick, uh, I'll just start humming over it and you try to find a melody, uh, or kind of singing over it and you find a melody that kind of matches nicely with that, uh, with that guitar part. And then you're halfway there. Um, well, that's the easy half. The hard half is turning that melody into lyrics. Um, and the best, the nicest way uh, for it to happen is just subconsciously. Uh, when you're just kind of humming that tune and playing that guitar and words just kind of naturally come together and just kind of fall out. Um, you're not even sure where they come from, but, but they just fit. Uh, they fit that cadence and they kind of fit that melody. Um, and sometimes when you're lucky, it just all falls into place and you can write a song real quick. And I think that's the subconscious brain kind of working on it. Um, and that's, you know, 10% of the time, the other 90% of the time, um, you've got to, you're on the computer kind of writing stuff and you're going through old things you've, you've written and you're trying to find, I'll have lists of stuff I've, you know, typed out just ideas that I've, you know, randomly jot down and I'll go through those and just kind of sing through them until I find one that fits in with the melody that I've got at the time. Um, and then, and then you kind of, then you really have to, the hardest work is trying to come up with a full set of lyrics that, uh, I don't know where there's a, where everything is essential. Uh, and there's nothing that's not essential. Uh, trying to boil it down to like a good, concise, solid song is that's the tricky part. Um, and then I take that to the band and they kind of flesh it out. Um, we don't write a whole lot together. Usually I write by myself and then I take it to the guys and, uh, and they come up with their own parts to kind of accentuate the song. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the music side's real fun and easy. It's the lyrics that's, uh, that feels like work. It's easy to write bad lyrics, but it's real hard work to write good lyrics. What's your favorite song or album that you've written? Man, uh, that's a tough one. Um, cause I, I like, uh, I like, I like a lot of them, uh, and different songs kind of, uh, serve different purposes for me. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling down about, you know, missing my family at home, you know, I've got a batch of songs that make me feel better when I sing them for that. If I feel bad about, you know, whatever it is, um, different songs kind of help in different ways. Um, one of my favorites by you, of course, is Breathless Love. Oh, really? That's a deep cut kind of. Yeah, that, uh, that was kind of an old school rock and roll song, like almost like a 60s or 50s type rock and roll song that... I don't know. I was just kind of seeing if I could write a song like that. Um, I like it. We don't play it enough. Um, especially cause you know, we had a horn section for a long time right now. We're playing as a five piece, but, uh, you know, over Lucero's career, we've had, we started off as a four piece and then added a keyboard player. And then we added a pedal steel player for a while and a horn section. And then go guys kind of come and go. The, the main four guys stay there, but we'll, we've added different elements over the time, over the years. 
And for that song, the horn section was real important. And I kind of miss having them. We might play that song more often if we had the horns. I got to I gotta see if there's a way to do that without the horns. But um, I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. Um, my favorite album, uh, like if somebody's like, I've never heard your band, what should I listen to? I usually point them to uh, Among the Ghosts, actually. Yeah. Um, that's not the most recent record. It's kind of the record before last. Um, I, I just thought it kind of had elements of everything I liked. Um, it had, I don't know, a little rock and roll stuff, a little country stuff, some real serious kind of spooky stuff. And then some, some that bottom of the sea, right? Yeah. Bottom of the sea. I love bottom of the sea. Um, and that's kind of one of the spookier sounding songs. I don't know if spooky is the right word. Um, I don't know, kind of moody, um, kind of intense. And I, I like that uh, among the ghosts, the song among the ghosts itself, I think is kind of the same way. Um, but then it's got long way back home and, uh, for the lonely ones on there. Um, and to my dearest wife, it's just got a lot of stuff that I'm like, I think this kind of, uh, represents a lot of the different faces of Lucero kind of. So among the ghosts is a good starting point. So, so the song Texas and Tennessee, what is that? Yeah. What is the ideal behind that song? That was a, that was kind of a man. I've heard Texas and Tennessee in the blue songs. And then, uh, like there's a, I know there's some old blues songs that uh, put the two words together. Um, and then there was a John Moreland song. John Moreland's an Oklahoma guy who's a brilliant songwriter. And he had a record that I was listening to a lot at the time. And um, he had something that mentioned Texas and Tennessee. And I remember thinking in my head, I was like, man, this girl I'm involved with, she doesn't uh, give a flip about either Texas or Tennessee. Uh, and then, and then I picked up the guitar and started playing. Uh, and that was, I got lucky with that one. It just kind of, it came, that song came about real fast. Once I had that Texas and Tennessee and then a little guitar part. Um, and yeah, when you're hurting, when you're kind of heartbroken, um, stuff comes together real fast sometimes. When you've got stuff that you want to say to somebody uh, and they don't want to hear it or you're not able to say it to them, um, that's when it, you can say it in a song and the songs come together real quick. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a heartbreak song, but yeah, an old girlfriend, um, it didn't work out, but I got a great song out of it. So when is the next time Memphis will get to see Lucero live? Man, uh, I'm not sure what's on the books. I know we're planning another Lucero block party. Uh, I think in the fall, I think September for sure. Um, but but we might play something else before then. We might do a we might do something at the Shell um, or something else in Memphis. Uh, but I don't know. I I know for sure we're going to do the block party in September. That's a ways away. Um, so so yeah, something something might come together before then too, though. Well, I'll be I'll be at both of those. So. Man, thank you. I will not miss the Lucero show. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate it. So, what are some ways you've grown as a singer songwriter? Uh, I think. I like to think at least that um, the songwriting has gotten, uh, has kind of evolved over time and maybe gotten a little more solid. I think in the old days, um, it was mainly just breakup songs. Um, you know, I would just, whatever I was going through emotionally at the time, it would just kind of, uh, you know, get spewed out onto the page without much, uh, without much thought or craft. Um, and some of the songs worked out great that way. Um, Nights Like These or, you know, Slow Dance and stuff off the Tennessee album, which is a lot of people's favorite. Um, so that stuff was just real raw and just kind of 
right there in your face. Um, but growing older and I don't know with the band kind of everybody in the band growing older and times just kind of changing, um, actually putting a little more thought into the craft of songwriting and being able to write songs about, uh, people other than myself and, uh, you know, whatever silly girl troubles I was having at the time, being able to look beyond that, um, and write songs with a little more, I don't know, uh, substance to them, I think is, uh, that's something I've been trying to get better at. And hopefully I have, um, whether it's stuff like, uh, I don't know, the war about my granddad in world war two or a song called loving, uh, which is, uh, I don't know about Mildred loving, um, even the bike riders, uh, a song about based on a book of photographs and interviews about some, uh, motorcycle riders up in Chicago in the sixties. Um, just kind of being able to look beyond myself and put stuff together. I think that's been a, hopefully that that's been an improvement. I think that's one of the things I've gotten better at over the years. I know you and the band are very excited, but y'all are about to drop another new album coming in. The, oh yeah. This upcoming February. Is that correct? That's right. End of February 23. This one's more of a, uh, this is a straight ahead rock and roll record. Uh, uh, the first song on the album is titled one last F you. Uh, and that's kind of the attitude of the whole record. Um, there's nothing too precious about it. Uh, the last couple of records among the ghosts and when you found me, uh, were kind of, I was, they were kind of real serious records and, um, they were kind of intense and, uh, I don't know. Like we said, like with that bottom of the sea song, it, it, real moody kind of stuff. Um, this new record is a little more lighthearted and uh, just kind of, it's a good time record. We didn't spend a lot of time on it. We recorded it real quick and we recorded over there at Crosstown. Uh, Matt Rossbang has a studio in there called Southern Grooves. Um, and I think we might've been the first album uh, that he recorded there. But um, yeah, the, the album's called Should Have Learned By Now. Um, and yeah, I think that's an appropriate title after being a band for 25 years. Uh, I don't know if we have learned, but we should have learned. Um, but yeah, it's a fun rock and roll record. Uh, we've been playing some of the, some of the songs live, starting to play them live. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think folks are going to dig it. So yeah, looking forward to it coming out. Well, I appreciate you joining me on this episode today, Ben. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Oh man. Um, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast and, uh, to the listeners, uh, thanks for listening to me as well. Um, and if you haven't heard of us, uh, yeah, check us out. Lucero L U C E R O. Um, Oh, it's a, I never answered that question. That's how we got the name. Um, it was, we took it out of a, took it out of a Spanish English dictionary. None of us speak Spanish. Uh, <laughs> we don't even know how, if we're pronouncing the name right. But uh, we've had it for 25 years, uh, and we say Lucero. Um, it means bright star in Spanish. Um, and, you know, since then, we've discovered there's, there's a whole lot of people with the last name Lucero. We didn't really realize that at the time that we picked it. But, um, and there's actually a Mexican singer named Lucero. But, uh, so if you Google Lucero, sometimes you see pictures of her, but it's easy, very easy to tell us apart. <laughs> you, know, you know which Lucero you're looking at uh, when you find us online. To the listeners, um, thanks for giving me a shot. Well, I appreciate you joining us on this episode of On the Proud Podcast. Ben Nichols, it was an honor to talk to you and learn more about your band. 
Thanks for having me, man. I'm your host, Robert Roten. Appreciate you guys listening to us today. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops. And we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe. And this shit's so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.